The second chapter. Levi steadied his breathing and concentration. From inside his foxhole, he pressed up on the board that he had used to cover his small entrance with. Dust and ash poured in as he flopped the board up and over. For a few moments, he waited, then removed his telescoping inspection mirror from his tack vest shoulder strap and quietly extended it out and upward. He then lifted it slightly above the entranceway. To his relief and horror, nobody was waiting to kill him, but there also appeared to be nothing left of anything. He only saw ash and fire all around his position. With their rope tied to his backpack and the other end of it in his hand, he climbed out and looked around again to see if anyone was around. Seeing nobody, he turned to the opening of the foxhole and pulled his backpack up and out, untied the rope, rolled it up and put it in a side mesh pouch, and then put the pack on his back. Scanning the area, he saw everything was obliterated for miles around. Levi looked toward the Emerald City that was about 40 miles away. All he saw was smoke rising. Damn, he muttered under his breath. What the fuck did our leaders do? He wondered in his mind. For he knew that when the president shoved his rich fingers into his armpits and touted his pathetic global threat of fire and fury to which the likes no one has ever seen, the poor motherfuckers of the land were going to get screwed once again. He tightened his gas mask straps and set off down the mountain. Levi knew he needed to get to the base of the mountain and head south by at least a couple miles in case of any landslides giving way. He couldn't believe what the white man had done. First, his reservation was bulldozed for a casino. Then, his hunting grounds were cut down for a casino support facility that for the most part remained empty and unused. As he walked down the steep slope, he began to weep, then quickly told himself to suck it up and deeply inhaled through his nose, bringing the snot back down his throat to swallow. Damn it, Levi, he thought. Cry later, move now. He hastened his pace over to where a stream had been running the day before. It was nearly completely filled in with ash and debris. He would have to carefully ration his water for as long as he could. So he slowed his pace and continued down the mountain, all the while looking as far off in the distance as he possibly could. When he made his way to the northeast side of the base of the mountain, he could see that Mount Baker still had snow on it. So Levi surmised that the the explosion must not have reached that far. He needed to quickly choose whether he was going south toward the Emerald City that more than likely was in the blast zone, or whether he should head north toward the large mountain, which also was an active volcano. Since the city had already been overrun by tweakers in the recent past, few years after rich politicians gave up on trying to help poor citizens, he figured that the mountain would probably be packed with survivalist rednecks, the same people he had grown up with in his small town. Even though he would prefer the city and the possibility of helpful services, he knew they would be overwhelmed if 
they even existed. He chose to head toward the mountain about 30 miles away, taking as straight of a shot as he could. It should only take a couple of days. Calculating and trigger-happy assholes, he figured it would take more like a week. His water supply just got a lot smaller. He took a brief moment to thank God for sparing his life from the horrible acts of madmen. Then, with his compass in hand, Levi finished his descent and steered a little to the east toward where, the, where a river flowed. If water was still flowing, he could use his water purifier to get a bit more water for the rough, long journey ahead. As he traveled, he passed by several carcasses from everything to bears, coyotes, and little critters, and even a cougar that had been ripped right in half and looked like it was cooked from the inside out. The trees that were torn up and piled up everywhere were the biggest challenge. Smoke from the fires ensured Levi would be wearing a gas mask for quite some time to come. Concerning the large piles of broken trees, luckily Levi had a repelling rope to help safely lower himself and prevent injuries. As he weaved in and out, up and under the debris, he began to sweat profusely. This was going to cost a lot of water that would need to be replaced ASAP. He wanted to hurry his pace, but kept reminding himself mentally to just keep it steady and remain calm. He had spent most of his life hiking and jogging around these mountains and knew better than to become wasteful. However, a major panic attack waiting to bulge out due to his current situation didn't seem to give a shit. And the heat seemed to be intensifying with each passing minute. He concentrated on his breathing to try and trick his mind into calming down. It seemed to work for a while. But just as his mind would finally clear, new, horrible thoughts would come racing in, smacking his panic button. He needed a break. He found some large boulders to hide under for a while. They did little to shield him, but did offer mild reprieve, which was appreciated. He removed his gas mask for a while, which offered some comfort so he could think a little more clearer. He was becoming overwhelmed with the effort it took just to move a hundred yards. If he didn't figure out a better way quick, the river that may or may not exist may as well be a million miles away. Levi readjusted his gear and set off once again, slower than before, taking the time to duck down and under debris every 30 or 40 yards or so to cool down slightly. All the while, his heart pounded loudly in his chest, echoing into his ears. If anyone was out there with him, he'd probably never notice. So he kept his head on a swivel, looking around no less than every minute or so. 